And welcome back to ONB, otherwise known as the Old Nerdy Bastards. I am your host, Romy, joined by my ever-so-dope co-host, Sean. Say what up. What's up? If you've been hanging with us since day one, you already know what it is and uh, what we do here. But if you're new and you've just joined, let us fill you in on who we are. Here at OMB, we uh, discuss all forms of entertainment, such as film, television, video games, comic books, pop culture, and so much more. So join us every Thursday as we dive into these topics and butt heads while entertaining all of our listeners. And if you have topic suggestions, please send them our way uh, on our social media platforms, at Old Nerdy Bastards on Instagram and Twitter. And or feel free to also email us at info at oldnerdybastards.com. Yes, email. Finally, if you haven't already liked, subscribed, and shared, please feel free to do so. Um, and honestly, a review of Wouldn't Hurt. As we say every time, it helps with the algorithm. So thank you. Uh, without further ado, let's jump right into it. Sean. And my or. Friend, <laughs> and or. And. And or Twitter. <laughs> and or Twitter. Business email right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, Sean, Sean. My dearest Sean. listeners. <laughs> we, we have very important business to get to, to tonight. Sure, I got, sure. Okay. Like I got like social media DMs about people wanting to talk about this. This is oh, big yeah, stuff, man. Sure. Right? Yeah, this so, is big stuff. Forgive my grammatical errors. <laughs> but it's so formal, we got, so proper. I guess, man. Okay, man. You know what? I was trying to be very, you know, professional presentation, presentational. Listen, I do so a lot of presentations work, like, for starts work. To bleed into your <laughs> you start bringing up and or concordance. <laughs> yeah, seriously, using unnecessary unnecessary words. Um, but come on, man. We got to talk about what just what just went down. Uh, people yeah. are messaging us. Uh, people are excited. They want to know what's going down. Uh, going down with the new DCU. DCU. Yeah, we're officially the DCU. Uh, so for the I folks listening, you. it's the DCU. I, yeah, for I the folks listening, DCU. let's fill you in. Today's episode is going to be really focused around what James Gunn announced uh, two days ago, uh, where he basically laid out the roadmap to the DCU for the next eight to ten years. Sean, if I'm correct. Uh, uh no, not correct. So he presented. A slice of chapter one. His whole right. DC plan is eight to ten years. So this is like uh, you could consider this Marvel's phase one, but Ooh. the eight to ten years he's speaking of will be multiple chapters. So this chapter isn't even the full chapter. What you're hearing about today is a slice of chapter one, and that chapter the slice is called- of the pie. The slice of the pie. Uh, it's actually a slice of a slice of pie because chapter Ooh. one is going to be called Gods and Monsters. That's right. Um, so that's right. So yeah. I know, I know, it's going to be called Gods and Monsters. Thank you for bringing uh, us up to speed. Yep. Uh, and the, the way they're breaking it down, if I'm correct, is that they're mixing all forms of all mediums of entertainment. So they want to do uh, film, television, uh, I believe, video games and comic books. Am I correct about that? So their plan is a multimedia plan, multimedia plan. So yeah, it's film, it's television. It's animation and it's video games. Wow. And, and I think, I don't even know if comics was listed in that, but I think he originally said comics as well. Um, so it, it's got multi-tier approach. Now there is a really cool thing is that he said, uh, a lot of the time you'll get um, an animation, an animated show, and they're not going to use the lead actors in that, right? It's just too expensive. So usually yeah. when they do an animation, uh, Marvel got away with some of them, like some of the characters are voiced by 
the real actors. Some of them were not like Steve Rogers was not Chris Evans yeah. in the What If series, but T'Challa was Chadwick Boseman. So That's they, great. but also Disney has a lot of money to throw at actors <laughs> <laughs> compared to uh, WB and DC. But then what James Gunn has said is that if uh, an actor is portraying the voice of a character and that character ever crosses the border into live action, that actor will continue to portray them. That is very cool. I'd like to see yeah. that. I'm very interested yeah. in the casting that they're going to move forward with. But uh, before we dive into it, uh, I think how we'll tackle today is uh, I'll, I'll cover the film part of uh, what they presented. If you could fill us in on the TV. And then I think we should oh, kind okay. of end off with what's left of the current DCU slate and where we go from there. What little, what little is left. What little is left. <laughs> cheers. Cheers to the – it's soda. It's not – it's not a <laughs> – it's not, it's not alcohol, but cheers I to would, the DCEU. You know what? There's nothing wrong with cracking open a beer at this time while we do this, so it's fine. Uh, but enjoy your soda, also, my friend. Also, for those who are listening, a DCEU was never actually the name given by DC to its cinematic films. That was a, a fan thing that just kept perpetuating because DC never called their universe something. Uh, then they start talking about Snyderverse because of Zack Snyder's Justice League. And then you have the DCEU. So <laughs> this is just a fun fact. Uh, but this one is technically called the DCU because James Gunn has said this is the DC universe moving forward. And just like the MCU, really. Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe, except it's DC Universe, not DCCU, because that would be DC Cinematic Universe. So We're getting carried away with the abbreviations, my friend. Holy. I know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so look, I think. It's going to be really cool to see how they tackle all those mediums, and it's going to be it's going to be a task to say the least. Uh, but I'm yeah. excited. How do you feel about it? Before yeah. we hop into film and everything, how do you feel about James Gunn's you know? Um, I'm plan? excited for, in a sense that they have a captain steering the ship. Um, mm-hmm. They have a, they're a Kevin Feige. Feige, um, yeah. they have a Feige. So yeah. um, the, the interesting part here, and this is what when my take was when they hired James Gunn is. James Gunn is, yes, now the the figurehead of designing this universe, and he is the Kevin Feige, if you will. But the mm-hmm. interesting thing here is that Kevin Feige, on paper, is just a producer. He does not write film. He does not direct film. He might have his hand in the stories that are interconnecting between films, but he largely leaves that to his talented writers and directors, as you yeah. should. The interesting part is James Gunn is a writer and director first. Mm-hmm. He has produced films, and he's produced some superhero films. Uh, Brightburn, which was That's the right. Superman-esque horror film, um, that was produced by him. So he's done which I enjoyed. Everything. I haven't watched it um, just because it had a horror twist to it, and like as much as I love Superman, I just I never really brought myself because Superman's my boy, and so like to have somebody like flip the script. It's like whenever you watch like. Um, <laughs> like so even in dceu when superman the nightmare scenario like turned bad i always hate when superman turns bad because i'm like if superman turned bad everyone would be dead like that's true he wouldn't hesitate like yeah. he would fly up to the stratosphere and just like heat vision everyone in like a lobotomy just done so yeah so i don't like it when superman turns evil i get the necessity of it it, it challenges the established order of power um yeah. but I don't even know where I was going with this, but well, I brought that up. That was that was my bad. But you were you were well, giving examples okay. of the fact <laughs> that he yeah. uh, produced superhero films, which he has. Right. And, and, so, yeah. so, yes, 
But here's the thing. I, I agree with you, but some of the projects he's done for DC so far have been very successful critically and uh, from an audience standpoint too, from Peacemaker to even the new Suicide Squad. Um, so I'm I'm honestly kind of pumped for the future because I think he might have a vision that might be very different from Marvel. I mean, it's still comic book property, let's be honest, but the way yeah. he's going to tackle it, I'm down. And he said he's not shying away from rated R universe. Like that excites no. me. And so that's the other interesting thing is, is that don't get me wrong. Like I, I am, I, if it came to like talking about comic books growing up, I was a DC kid. Like I, I still too. read Marvel, but it was mostly limited to specific characters like X-Men, Spider-Man, and Spider-Man. Like, that was it. Like I didn't explore, I knew who everyone was, but I didn't really explore those, those comics growing up. I was always DC. Uh, and then the, I became more interested in Marvel with video games, the movies and all that stuff, because they kind of like led the pack there. But the interesting thing is, is that DC now has a, actually a more favorable position than Marvel did at the start. Marvel was very much just kind of trying its best. Like mm-hmm. it was it was putting out all of its characters into uh, other hands, other um, production companies to own the rights mm-hmm. and to distribute and to do their films. Uh, and then they started to realize what they had and what they could do. Um, and then even in the first, like fa- we, we all look back at phase one as this like shiny, perfect example. But it's it not. It's so it's far from yeah it's just but they but were they all like semi-enjoyable yeah Mm -hmm. they weren't like oscar contender movies but they were like pretty much just flatlined like yeah they were Mm -hmm. i was i was entertained for two hours they stumbled and then they started to find their stride and then two Mm -hmm. phases two and three is really where they they kind of just like hit it they like they were playing the best game they could have dc obviously we've seen them fuck up the entire story from inception to where it is now in some regards again there are some shining examples of some great moments but as a cohesive cinematic universe no but now dc can watch and has learned from their mistakes and has now seen what are the critics saying about marvel right now what are the fans saying about Marvel? well some fans Mm -hmm. aren't really loving marvel's um television content right so dc can be like well why not and they can kind of pivot not saying they will they might still crash this plane into a mountain but the fact of the matter is they have this this ability to look at what's going on they have a current example that's a good point man that's a very good point yeah no thanks for sharing your thoughts man so you know what uh without further uh, ado further ado uh let's jump into films so they well james gunn and saffron films yeah yeah. no i want to we're going to start with films? Okay, fine. We're, we're going to start with films. We're going to start with we're films, gonna do films TV, and then, right? Okay, so um, we, we we were told that there was going to be five films uh, from Gunn and Saffron to start the the first chapter, as you said. Um, yeah. And it's going to start with your boy, Superman Legacy. So what? before I even share my thoughts, man, I got to know how you feel about it. What, what's, what are your thoughts behind Legacy? What do you – you must be excited. Well, I am optimistic. I would say I would say that um, Superman has never really had the best time being translated. Um, mm-hmm. Reeves being a, a shining example, but like in terms of new age technology, like no one's really been able to like nail it. Like absolutely, like Smallville was great in terms of its like teenage angst, Clark, and growing up, but he never became Superman. If you, unless you read mm-hmm. the comics after the the seasons, uh, you never got to see that. And and then we got things like. Uh, Henry Cavill, which is like the physical epitome of Superman, like looks him like him down to like the tiniest hair on his head, <laughs> but didn't get the opportunity to showcase the character based on the material that he was given. Brandon Routh 
was taking over for Christopher Reeve. So it was a continuation where he had to play that and then try to make it his own. So there's never been like in live action, a shining example of the best Superman hands down. So I am optimistic because I think James Gunn has the levity to his writing. He always mm-hmm. can find humor. Um, and I'm not saying Superman is a funny by all means character. It's not like, I hope they don't do Thor love and thunder here. Um, <laughs> but you know, Superman makes stupid corny jokes. He's the blue boy scout. Like he's supposed to be a little nerdy, like, but also the most powerful man on earth. Like, yeah. so I think John gun, John, James gun, mix those together. That's his first and last. <laughs> um, I think James Gunn has the ability to tell a really well-written Superman, bringing that beacon of hope, beacon of light into the DC right off the bat. I think it, this is the right move. Uh, Superman should be your Iron Man, if you will, the the poster boy who sets everything off. It's either Batman or Superman who you're going to lead. And because Superman is so saturated in this market, to have him lead your entire universe again just would not it wouldn't sit well with a lot of people. So even though we're all excited to see what's next. So I am pumped. And I think this is going to be the first time where like, if you watch the suicide squad where they're fighting Starro, like I want to see like Superman take on like either a a planet level threat. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a a Lex Luthor. Don't bring Lex Luthor in as like maybe a character, but not as the villain. Make him the buildup. Yeah. Not don't do Brainiac yet. I I don't think that's the right thing either. Like, if you watch Superman, Man of Tomorrow, which is the animated uh, new film for DC's yeah. animated side of things, uh, he fights this like alien kind of like, oh, Parasite. It's, he fights Parasite. And not many people know who that is. Metallo, I would be cool with. But like it's not someone Metallo. who's like, it needs to be planet threat, but it doesn't need to be like, oh, it's Lex Luthor again. Like, no, don't do it. So this is a this is a intro to Superman, and it's going to be his first year, I guess, his development into Superman. And that's where they're going to... They didn't say first year for sure. They said he is already established as both Clark Kent and Superman, but it's okay. early enough in his career that he's learning how to balance the two. And we'll get flashbacks so probably. Two, three, four years. So he's not just coming from Smallville into Metropolis as far as I know. He should already be a reporter, but he's still trying to navigate Lois, you know, the Daily Planet, being Superman, what it means to be Superman while also retaining this, you know, mild manner reporter personality on the side so yeah i would hope between years three two to five that would be a good place to start for me if it's not gonna be an origin yeah no hey that's cool i'm, I'm really excited to see how he kicks the universe off and i'm amped uh james gunn also put up a poll on twitter today asking if fans would like to see superman with the trunks or without the trunks and uh sean what do you think won uh i'm pretty sure trunks won uh yeah. last i checked trunks was winning uh, I don't know By how a landslide. Yet, the trunks is, is high other, which is, which is fine because if you think about it, most people our age or up are going to remember Superman with red trunks. That's mm-hmm. just, if you think of Superman in your mind, more often than not, you're going to picture the classic blue, the red, the red trunks, the red cape, et cetera. Um, yeah. Newer people into Superman would think new 52, which was, you know, very much kind of in line with man of steel. It was a little bit more alien. It looked a little bit more armor. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did Rebirth, where they kind of brought a belt in, but no trunks. Trunks are back now in the comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, they are. And I think it looks great. I'm, I'm, I'm for trunks. Like, let's let's go back to our roots. Let's go back to that that big blue Boy Scout. 
Yeah. And for our Dragon Ball Z fans, we don't mean Trunks from the show, but yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, that, that popped into my head. I don't know why. No, Dude, uh, that was a tweet. That was somebody actually <laughs> photoshopped Trunks next to Superman and somebody was like, oh well done. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for your thoughts on that, man. I think the release date is 2024. Oh, well, same as yours. To be completely transparent, I'm really looking forward to this like original version of Superman, the, the Blue Boy Scout. I want to see him kick off the universe. I want to see a really fine balance between him and Batman to really give you the world's great, uh, the world's finest. I want to see that. Let me, come let, me, to- let me just ask you here, though, real quick. It, I know that obviously Batman's number one on your list, but if you think back to all of the Superman you've watched, what has been your favorite live action Superman moment? You're going to ask me that on the show right now. That's really hard. That's, that's, I I can tell you one of my favorite moments that really stands out in my head and on film, if that's what you're asking is in Man of Steel, when, when Superman first takes off, uh, the ground and he shoots first flight, it, it, I saw it in IMAX, I think 70 millimeter downtown that visually and the sound blew me away because it's organic matter. It's not like Iron Man flying up into the sky. That's very much CGI with, what they had to do with him and make it look realistic was really cool. So that that still that comes. Hans to Zimmer. Oh, the, the, was it, Hans, it was Hans Zimmer, right? Was it, it, was Hans Zimmer. Zimmer it? it was Hans Zimmer. It was Hans Zimmer. Just brought that those oh the horns in. Oh, so good. I would say that is up there with me. I think the other best live action moment of Superman would be Brandon Routh catching the plane. The oh, first time just, he reappears. Is- <laughs> I just saw that somewhere recently. That's a very cool scene. <laughs> The, the best like that he like he's trying to take that plane down he rips the whip the wing off and he's like oh crap like i didn't mean to do that yeah. he ends up like catching it and just like slowly lower like it's so superman yeah. i just love that and like i didn't love superman returns but that scene was the best at that time the best superman scene bar none the, the first flight man of steel would be close and so would his fight scenes like seeing him yeah. move quickly and like fighting ugh, like that's what i need that was what Zack Snyder did because in Superman Returns, he barely yeah. fought. He didn't even throw a punch, I think, in that film. But in, yeah, Man of Steel, he did. So I would say that was that's my favorite scene. And I'm just looking forward to the, the comic book version of Superman that I've been waiting for. That's all. That's all yeah. I'm saying. We okay. need that illustration. Uh, now, before I move on to the next one, there was something I forgot okay. to mention earlier. Uh, oh. James Gunn did make it very clear that there will be Elseworld films. So the Joker yes. and the Batman will continue in their own universe, which is very cool. And it will not be a part of the DCU. So before I forget about that. No, that that. is correct. These will be secondary stories, which is why they've also confirmed Reeves has a trilogy going. It's not just waiting for the next one. They've already greenlit it. Second one comes out the same year as Superman. They all come out 2025. So that will be super cool for DC fans that year to have Superman July and then the Batman 2 in October. Like, I will be just uh, like, yeah, that's going to be incredible. Um, but yeah, the, I'm excited for the Elseworlds because you can tell more mature content. Um, you don't have to shy away from the brutality of some of the characters. Um, and like, if they can play the Flash right this year, which we'll talk about a little bit later on, um, they could really make audiences understand what Elseworld means cinematically. Like for comic book nerds, we always knew Elseworlds or Black Label. That's another way people talk yeah. about other parts of DC. Uh, these exist on their own thing. It's like its own little chunk. Yeah. They don't affect main continuity, but regular audience members might not understand. How cool would it be if the Flash could run across 
like the Elseworlds into like the 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 bat you know Matt Reeves the Batman to help him out. How cool would that be? You don't even need you don't even need Robert Pattinson. He could run through another Gotham and just put Pattinson's bat symbol. Everyone knows Pattinson's bat symbol. It was a hmm. controversial bat symbol when it first came out. That's all you have to do. And so you go, oh, there's there's Robert Pattinson's bat symbol. He just yeah. ran through that universe. Run through make you know what make him do something stupid like run into the joker and have him dance down the stairs like the joker did to bring that reference in and suddenly people are gonna be like oh he just ran into the joker's world hmm. and then people audience members will be like i get it these all exist Connected. separately from one another and you've now confirmed it that's what they need to do if they're smart fair i just want to bring that up to the audience to fill you in so we'll move along the next film in the slate is Something I'm really looking forward to, obviously. Oh, yeah, I'm a what? fanboy. So they're adapting Batman Brave and the Bold. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it, obviously, Sean, for a multitude of reasons. I love the storyline. I also have a son whose name is the same as Bruce Wayne's son's name. There's a lot going on there. But what are your thoughts on this film? Yeah, I mean, this is Grant Morrison's Batman run. Um, That's right. Which was close to when they redid the New 52 after Flashpoint. Um, I'm excited for this, not for the same reasons probably most people are excited for this. I'm excited for this because if Damian Wayne is coming in as Robin and they've now confirmed that other Bat family members will exist, that's what makes me excited. Because to be honest, I hate Damian Wayne. When, when he started, uh, he was just, he's just a punk ass. He's you a punk ass kid. Slap him half the time. What? He's a punk ass kid. Yeah, he's a punk ass kid. He's he's a he's a son of a bitch. That's what you like when you you just like murderous. Like he's he's so cocky and arrogant. Um, and so is he my favorite Robin? God no. But it was interesting to see Batman find out he has a child, biological child, with Talia Al Ghul. Uh, and then Talia's like, "You're I'm dropping him off, and you're like parents, like you get him for the weekend, and by weekend I mean the next three to five years. Like he's yours." <laughs> Good luck. By the way, I taught him how to kill people really well. Okay, I'll see you later. <laughs> Alimony, please so send that to funny. me. <laughs> so funny. Like that, that's the thing. You have Damian Wayne. Um, and cool, I'm excited to see that, but I'm excited to see how Batman handles uh, or Bruce Wayne handles this idea of having a child. I would love to see a Nightwing in this to chirp yes. Bruce a little bit to be like, Yes. Well, <laughs> like, you know build a tim drake like i need to know that there are other robins you i need jason todd to have been killed because that would really impact batman's character um and how he how he approaches this because if you're like oh this is his first robin batman doesn't have any idea of what he's doing you need to have dick you, yeah you, dick grayson <laughs> you need to have, richard richard um, yeah richard, richard grayson you need to have jason todd and his demise and then an eventual evolution into red hood and then you need to have Tim Drake, you need all three for you to realize that Batman's gone through raising kids. This isn't his first rodeo, but because it's biological, different different layer. That's true. You think they'll bring in Batgirl if they're bringing in the Bat family? With everything that's happened with the Batgirl film, I would be surprised if they just two pack every Bat family member in. You could have Richard and Nightwing appear. You can allude to, to Batgirl and allude to Jason Todd and Tim Drake without them showing up. I don't think you need to overcrowd this story. Um, but I think one or two of them is necessary to be like, especially Nightwing. Like Nightwing was his his first child, like if you will. Like he like he's the one who saw 
him struggle in terms of trying to raise him properly, but also teach him to be a an incredible crime fighter. Like there was this like and a killing you know, machine, but yeah, yeah, like a lack of empathy or compassion that you have to have in that regard. But then you're supposed to be a parent, which is supposed to be all compassion and empathy. Um, yeah. So if you have Dick there as the foil to be like, yeah, this is not going to go your way. Brilliant, love it. Damien and Nightwing, you know, because Damien is like inherently jealous of Dick because he yeah. was his first child. Yeah. Uh, quote unquote he automatically is like i'm better than you and dick is like whatever i don't care yeah i don't care <laughs> that, like, i need to see this and so i'm excited i'm excited to see them kind of explore batman with a robin that i've been saying this for the past you know love the batman matt reeves batman but i've been saying we need to see a proper we we had a, a tease with dceu the first robin was killed by the joker we saw his suit so we knew it existed but like you need, you need to, that's as much as Batman's Batman, he needs a Robin at, at times. It's an important yeah. character in his lore or myth, mythos. Uh, but you are obviously a much bigger Batman fan than I am. So like, what are your <laughs> thoughts? What's the most in, exciting part of this? I don't know if I'd say I'm, I'm a much bigger, f- yeah, who am I kidding guy? I'm, uh, <laughs> no, so I think I told you this, my, my uh, son's name is Damien and uh, he knows that uh, you know, he, he knows Batman's son's name is Damien. <laughs> However, that being said, we did not name my son Damien because of that. Nothing to do with that. In fact, my wife chose the name. But the point is he's seen only these cartoon um, depictions of him, right? So uh, when I told him, hey, they might make a real life movie uh, where you'll get to see a version of Damien, he was like, that's cool, man. I'm like, you'll be older too. It's 2025. So he's going to be a little bit older. He might take it in a bit differently. And it's kind of neat. I don't yeah. know. It's a it's like a little bonding moment. It's kind of cool to me. Um, so I'm kind of excited from that end. But much much like you, I'm really excited to see the Bat family. Um, I'm kind of curious to know if they're going to, you know, maybe introduce the Court of Owls because Rachel Ghoul is obviously going to be a part of this considering yeah. Talia Al Ghul is in it. And I'm also curious to see Gunn's depiction of Batman, how dark he'll be, what kind of costume he'll have, what's the color yeah. pattern. Like there's like Grant, you said it's Grant Morrison's run. So is it going to be, is it going to be that? Yeah, the gray and and blue, dark blue. You know, um, it's it's really cool. I'm I'm very excited to see where where this goes. Yeah, I would definitely say the um the idea of a lighter Batman, and I know people are gonna be like, Batman's not supposed to be light. Like, chill out, everyone. Like, let me finish my thought here. Just relax. <laughs> like, nobody wants Clooney again. <laughs> Batman is dark of a character. Romy and I have discussed this. When you have Batman interact with the rest of the world, when he's not just himself. He is lighter. He he he's still dark and brooding, but there's not a harshness to him. And we've gotten the harshness in a lot of the Batman films. Now, Bale's Batman had these moments where he would talk to Gordon and he would talk to people, and he was, you know, fine. But like, I need to see him be able to interact with heroes where he's not like silent. Like he needs to have <laughs> a personality. He needs to be able to like, you know, art like say the thing. Batman's the smartest the smartest man on the planet i think it was confirmed in comics like three issues ago sherlock and then everybody yeah so lex luther asks superman he's like is batman dead and he's like yeah he goes now i'm the smartest man on the planet he like confirms that he knows batman is smarter (laughs) just mind-blowing himself but in terms of this i need to see that and i think having a robin will automatically lighten the tone of batman because there's a teenager could be a young like a child depending on how young they're going involved so you're not going to have it be like uh, like the dark Matt Reeves universe. It's automatically being brought up a few notches to be, you know, th- and also think about this. This is 
DC wants money, right? They want to be able to churn these out. It's a merchandise. Yeah. Merchandise. And they're not going to have like, yes, the Batman, by the way, the Batman was PG 13. Yeah. Even though there was a couple F bombs and a lot of sexual innuendo. Depicting your, bringing your child into the depiction of the serial killer at the beginning where he like killed a guy. Like, that's that surprised me. I'm not gonna lie. That surprised. Me. I I didn't think about it at the that's time. That's a jarring scene. And yeah, you're right for a kid to see that. So I so I think this is your opportunity to be like, yeah, Matt Reeves, it's still going on. You want to see Batman break legs and like yeah. you know maim people, not kill, but maim people. Go to Matt Reeves. But you want to bring your kids to the theater? We got Superman. We got Batman and Robin. And suddenly you are gonna get way the market more opens up. Market, yeah, the market, market opens up. That's really cool. Super excited. Um, but I'm still. I think Superman edges out Batman. I have. I've seen a lot of Batman the past what twenty years. Like, give me something. Like, I mean, we've seen Superman the last twenty years, but like, good. Give me a good Superman. I'm ready for it. I'm with you. I'm with you. But um, let's move on then. So the, yeah. there are three more projects in the film lineup, and the next one is the Authority. Um, you know, uh, from what I know of the Authority, that they're uh, they're kind of like a group. That was made in the new Fifty Two, if I'm correct. They're they're a group of anti heroes. No, they've been around. Uh, oh, the, okay. The Authority is a Wildstorm um, label, which is like a subsidiary of DC, um, almost like uh, like a Dark what's Horse. The other, what's the other? Uh, Dark Horse is known by DC, but yeah, it's like that for DC. It's like their it. like their college football team. I don't know the the, the minor leagues. I don't know. Sure, it's, the NCAA. Yeah, it's just um, so. Yeah, it's a different label that they're folding into um, the main DC universe here. So uh, it's been around since um, 1992, actually. So that's when Wildstorm was oh. was founded. Um, its founder was Jim Lee. So it makes sense that they would fold awesome. this in because Jim Lee, great is artist. The, yeah. Oh, so yeah, it was Image Com. That's the that was it. Image Comics. Image Comics. Uh, so yeah, yeah it's um, something they're folding in. I know. Very little about this. This is going to be something that's going to be like left field for me. This this might be kind of what he did with Peacemaker, you know, um, one of those types of projects, uh, a one off. And if it catches the audience, it might just be a good watch. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I don't know a lot, but you know what? Let's shift gears. Um, we'll find out a little bit more. Maybe we'll share with our audience on social media. But the next one I'm really interested in is Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. And uh, why I'm interested. Oh, Sean, there you go. You have it in your hand right there. You got the, you picked up an issue. That's dope. Well, that's the um, first eight. And apparently it's very good. Uh, is that a variant cover or is that a, like a, would well, you, it's just, what, it's just the, the standard like a collection? Nice. Oh, it's a, it's a novel, novella. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow is very different than what I thought it was going to be. And you were sharing with me um, what it was. So, if you could fill us in, it sounds yeah. dope. Yeah. So, uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. So, everyone knows that Superman has a cousin, Kara Zor-El, who also makes it to Earth. Uh, Different um, uh, comic book histories change it. Sometimes she's arrived to Earth first and has just been, like, in a stasis or sleep. Sometimes it's after and Clark has grown up and he's he's always older. He's always 30 years older. Uh, One is that maybe she went through the Phantom Zone where time doesn't, you know, run the same way. And then she comes out and he's, again, grown to 30. The whole point is that she was supposed to be sent to Earth to kind of protect superman right. from you know the world around him but it ends up being kind of reversed on her um and then also this dealing with this fact that she's lost you know 20 years uh 
between wherever she was and now. Uh, this is a little bit different. So this is the story of instead of also getting to Earth somehow, she ends up uh, floating through space on a part of Krypton after it explodes. Um, and basically is protecting the peoples of uh, this thing. And this is only what I know so far. I'm still, I haven't even picked it up to read it yet. I just got this in the mail. So I'm very excited to start it. Um, but basically she's watching all her people around them, her slowly die, right? Because it's just like this floating rock through space. There's mm. threats and things that happen. Um, so when she gets to earth and becomes the super girl that we know here, she's a little bit more jaded. She's not like this young teenage girl. She's like, She's, you know, a woman. She, she, she's, she's seen shit. So it's not like it's this huge disparity between Superman and Supergirl anymore where Supergirl's naive of her powers and Superman's the mentor. It's like, no, she's her own person. She's her own hero. It really matured that character. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to see that because I'm tired of seeing it the exact same way it's always been. And to see a Supergirl and Superman uh, in their primes in the same place, like, I'm what's not exciting to see about that. Like, I want to see that, how they work together, how they, they manage living on the same planet. There's, there's a lot. So by the sounds of it, it sounds like she's going to have a, obviously a very di- different upbringing and she's going to be jaded. Like you mentioned, where Superman, Superman's going to be that blue boy scout. Yeah. And I wonder how he'll have to shift her perception of the world. Right. And we're obviously going to see that, but I think I'm excited to see a yeah. darker version of Supergirl. Um, and yeah. a lot of people don't it as like a sci-fi epic, like in space, like this, this, that's what it's going to be. And I'm like, that's such an interesting take, take on yeah. Supergirl to make it different than, oh, she's also in Metropolis. Like, okay, well, where was Superman? Or she's yeah. in her own city. Okay, well, where was Superman? Like if he's the planet's protector. So yeah, um, I agree with you. Cool. Uh, cool. And you know what? Let's finally move on to the last film on the uh, on the timeline, uh, which is Swamp Thing. And uh, I got to tell you, I watched the show. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I was a big fan of the in, the run in the 90s um, when I was younger. I think I'm, I'm a big fan of Swamp Thing. I know a lot of our listeners who are real avid comic book fans are probably big fans of Swamp Thing as well. But I think the yeah. character can be portrayed in such a way that the general audience can really enjoy it. Um, so I'm interested to see their depiction of it. What are your thoughts on Swamp Thing? Um, I'm excited for it because it's supposed to be leaning a little bit more scary um, from what I heard. It's not supposed to be, I don't know if it's supposed to be like straight up horror, but they're saying it's a little bit darker than, you know, the Superman legacy, obviously. So they're kind of leaning in that direction, which I think is cool because like Swamp Thing is kind of horror. Like when you think mm-hmm. about all the depictions, I mean, he's a creature in a swamp that like controls yeah. the green. If you've never read it and you're wondering what the green is, the green is like all living material plants um, on the entire planet are interconnected. It's called the green. And all animals are also the same. It's called the red. So that plays into it as well. I read Swamp Thing when the new 52 relaunched for a little bit. Very interesting. I also read Animal Man, which was one of the surprising comics of that year. Uh, So I'm excited to see how they open up this Justice League dark kind of section of of the DC universe here. Um, there was a Swamp Thing TV show on and it got one That's season right. and it wasn't bad. It was good. It wasn't mind bogglingly good, but it was entertaining and they did a really good job with the makeup and the, yeah. the costumes and effects. Um, it also the acting was a decent. Bit more yeah, it was, it was yeah. a, when they canceled it, I was surprised. I, I'm like, Maybe not going to be a long-term show, but I definitely would have expected a season two. And when they canceled, I was like, that was shocking because that was the best 
DC TV show that we were offering for a long time. I was going to just say that's how I felt about Watchmen. What a brilliant show. Yeah. One season killed it. Watchmen was, I think, originally written to be a mini, like a one season. A thing. mini I don't series. Think they were planning yeah. Fair. I yeah, think I so just wanted this, a second. This was like, let's keep going. But I think it's going to be really interesting. I, I would like to see, uh, because we also know Keanu Reeves also re-signed up with DC for Constantine. I don't know how that figures into this plan or if it's also going to be an elsewhere, el- sorry, elsewhere, Elseworlds production. Like it's Constantine's universe. He has nothing to do with the DC. Or if they're going to try to fold Keanu into the DCU, which would be awesome. Um, lock Keanu Reeves down. No one has. Marvel hasn't done it yet. Neither is DC, so someone's got to. I would love to see him be a part of the DCU, but I also kind of would like to leave him in the Elseworlds because I feel like they could take a lot more liberties and make it a darker film if they go that route. Sure. Yeah. Right. So, but it would be really nice to see Swamp Thing eventually come into contact with like, like Constantine, Constantine, Zatanna, Madame Xanadu, um, Dead Man. Like these are characters from the comics that were a part of that kind of Justice League Dark, and I think it would be smart to bring in the Justice League Dark and Swamp Thing kind of kicks that off pretty well. But you could also just make him Swamp Thing like they did with Man Thing and the MCU. So. Yeah. I really, really hope we get a Zatanna film soon. I'm a big fan of Zatanna. Yeah, um, would love to see it. Yeah. So that's pretty much the slate for the film uh, lineup for the DCU. Yeah. Uh, or uh, what was it called? Not phase one. It was called... Gods and Monsters, chapter one. Chapter one, Gods and Monsters. So Sean, I want to throw it to you to take us through the TV shows that uh, they've been talking yeah. about. So yeah, the TV shows were also dropped. Um, it's really interesting because it's a mixed bag in terms of what we're getting, um, which I find to be very fascinating. Uh, so one of the first things that was announced was Creature Commandos, which is going to be an animated show. Um, and this is about, oh, I don't even know how to describe them, almost like monsters. So the the aspect of gods and monsters, Swamp Thing, um, the authority could be seen monsters because they're anti-heroes and they'll go to extreme lengths. Uh, so you have creature commandos, and this would have uh, one of a James Gunn's already established characters, Weasel from uh, Suicide Squad, which we see in that film, will be a part of the creature commandos. You'll also have um, different uh, other team members as well. Think of it as almost like a Suicide Squad, but it's all monsters related. So you have things like um, the Bride of Frankenstein. She could be part of it. There's there's a huge roster. This has been a comic book kind of idea so creature commandos has been out since like uh the very early um 80s yeah 80s um and it has evolved through the modern era to where the new 52 happened and then uh it was um part of agents of shade s-h-a-d-e which was a frankenstein agent of shade uh and so there have been so many characters who have been on this but they all kind of fit that like it's almost like Hellboy, like if you think about it in that way, like okay, Hellboy has like yeah. a of monsters. It's yeah. the same thing here where you have like Frankenstein, the broad, Bride of Frankenstein, uh, Ray Palmer, uh, who is um, the Adam, uh, for, formerly the Adam in this point. He, he helps with their technology. Um, there's also a werewolf, a mummy. There's Father Time. There's the a Gilman, like creature from the La- Black Lagoon. Um, so yeah, there's been a lot of people who have been on or in this team. So who knows what the roster is going to be? They showed a picture, but it is animated. Uh, so we mm. won't actually see the actors in live action, but we're going to get all their voice actors who will then portray them on screen, which is super cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's all we know about is, is that 
they will eventually appear, and I'm assuming in things like Swamp Thing, but they're starting in an animated TV series first. I'm stoked. I think DC Animation is dope. Uh, I think they bring out some of the best characters that people haven't heard of and give them pretty decent stories a lot of the time. So I'm looking forward to it. I am looking forward to TV because also James Gunn did Peacemaker, like I mentioned before, and that was on HBO and and so enjoyable. Really was a surprise hit for me. So yeah, looking forward to it. James Gunn's MO is taking B-list characters and putting them on a team. The Guardians of the Galaxy, for those people who love Guardians of the Galaxy, like I agree, it's an amazing movie. But for those of you who didn't read comics, Guardians of the Galaxy were not like a-list comic book characters like they weren't there's I said name your marvel characters before this movie i'm guaranteeing a lot of the audience would be like i have no idea who groot is so he has this ability like same thing with same thing with suicide squad polka dot man the weasel like characters that like i wouldn't have had to dredge up from the bottoms of dc's character pool do you mean characters dc had that you could have put into the suicide squad this is his this is his bread and butter put a put a mashup of weird characters together all with different personalities and he makes it shine so yeah i think it will be if if you haven't watched vox machina have you watched vox machina no but i will so it's an animated fantasy i could see it being like this like this is what i would picture in my mind would be a vox machina but just with dc characters cool So that was one of the uh, announced uh, TV series. The next one was um, Waller, uh, which is going to be with Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. And it is going to connect or be a bridge, I should say, between Peacemaker Season 1 and Peacemaker Season 2. Because James Gunn has said he hasn't been able to write Peacemaker Season 2 because he's knee-deep in everything else. Uh, So Waller is going to act where she is the main character, but then there's going to be other... Uh, peacemaker characters who appear in her her show that's going to be on hbo max um any thoughts on on waller so i i like viola davis very much as amanda waller i think she does nail the character i know there are people out there that don't like her but for the most part i think most people do enjoy her um and i i think this gives james gunn again another reason to utilize cd great characters and give them a role in the dcu um save on budget cuts, but also make an entertaining show. People will be into it. I'm sure if they execute it properly. Uh, so I'm kind of looking forward to it. Why not? Like I said, I really enjoyed the last Suicide Squad film. And again, everything you mentioned, most people don't even know those characters. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited for Waller. She's a badass. And yeah, I'm looking forward to Peacemaker season two. So if it is the bridge, I'm interested. So I'm actually on the opposite side of the fence. I'm okay. not as this is probably the the least there's two show the the authority film I'm not super excited about just because I don't know anything about it so I have to like wait until more information is released before I get any excited about it and the reason why I'm not excited about Waller so one I love Viola Davis I think Viola Davis was one of my favorite actresses like just incredible and plays Amanda Waller so beautifully so like that mm-hmm. part I'm excited about but. If you're like, oh, I just, I, I'm not writing a Seuss, I mean, a Peacemaker 2 season yet, but here's a Viola date. Here's, why wouldn't you have just written Peacemaker instead of having people write Waller? Like, is it because he really just wants to own Peacemaker from front to end where he writes everything? Okay, I can understand that, which is why you're like, hey, uh, you guys write Waller, but just like bring it into Peacemaker and, you know, we'll just patch that together. Um, I wonder 
if there was some contractual obligation where Viola Davis was like, you're going to give me a show with like eight episodes under my belt and that was in my contract. She just goes with Amanda know. Waller on them? Yeah, <laughs> she, she just comes with Amanda Waller? Like, lives the character? Yeah, I've implanted like, bombs in all of your heads. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't do it... If you don't do it, you're, I'm going to blow these up. You're my suicide squad now. Uh, so don't worry, like, I will watch it. I, like I said, I love Viola Davis enough and I think she plays the character well. It, the thing that is, and this is going to come up with what's left of the DCEU. There's, there's still questions around like what's happening with this universe, and we're going to get into that a little bit later on. But Waller brings up those questions for me. So it's, it's more so where does Peacemaker fit in all this? Because you can talk about how certain things can be ambiguous enough that they live in a different universe. There were cameos of the Justice League at the end of Peacemaker. Four of them showed up. Two of them are the actual actors, Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller. The other two were body doubles for Gal Gadot and Henry Cavill. Um, so like you've already established them and you're moving away from that. So what is Peacemaker? Is this, is this the same Peacemaker? Is this a different Peacemaker? And I, I'm, I'm using Peacemaker here because it's Amanda Waller who was in Peacemaker and now it's her, the, the show. Is and in the her, DCU. Is this the new DCU? Are we kind of like, just like pulling a fast one here, which is fine. Just let me know. I need to be prepared for this. <laughs> I can't just walk in blindly. Um, let's let's revisit this when it comes out, and let's see if your you know your feelings change on the matter. Yeah, I mean, I'll wait till I'm always. These are just like my current feelings on the matter. Like I'm still going to sure. watch it because I just love the entertainment. Um, but I'll make my full decision then. Uh, so Waller is one of the other ones. Uh, next one was a little bit more um, front and center in the for the DC universe. They're actually coming out with a Green Lantern show. Tell me yeah. more. So this isn't set. This isn't going to be. Um, we haven't got confirmation whether this is the Greg Berlanti uh, Lantern show that he was working on. I don't know if they said that's done because there was originally an HBO Max show with Green yeah, Lanterns. Where that's it was right. Guy Gardner. Um, it was going to have Hal Jordan. Uh, yeah, yeah, Hal Jordan. Alan Scott. It was going to have like a bunch of lanterns, and it, I heard it was going to be an anthology series. And Kilowog, Kilowog was going to be in it. Um, so I don't know if that's happening anymore, but this show is going to be on HBO Max and it's going to follow two lanterns. It's going to be Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. Sick combo. Like the two <laughs> most popular ones, obviously. That is true. And also like two of the most powerful. I mean, Rainer would yeah. be up there as well, but... Um, no, hold on, hold I'm, on, hold on, hold on. Tell me they're bringing back my boy, my boy Ryan Reynolds. He's going to play Hal Jordan. No, no conversation on who's playing who. Um, I didn't get much details in terms of like what it's going to look like, but it is going to follow them as space cops, which is what the Green Lantern Corps is uh, for sure. anyone who's not aware. Uh, and they're going to be dealing with the uh, things happening in their sector. So I don't think it's going to be an Earthbound uh, show like we got with Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds, which was like partially in space, but mostly it was on Earth. Yeah. Um, so don't know. So... Uh, Ryan Reynolds is Canadian. We're Canadian. You think if we just like message him, he'll listen to us and be like, you know what? Let me put my foot forward. I'll go for an audition. Bring him back. I know the movie was terrible, but he wasn't so bad. He was all right. All right. <laughs> I, I, he wasn't terrible. I didn't love the movie. I, I love Green Lantern. I would say Green Lantern's probably one of my favorite characters. Um, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't great. I think Ryan Reynolds would actually play better Flash, to be honest. I think he just yeah. has that. Um personally but I, that'll never happen and yeah although he did just appear in toronto for a, a college he just like walked in yeah. and started talking to the students so i don't think he'll take our call 
if that's what you're asking, but he does fun stuff and charity work. So we yeah. are a charity at this point. <laughs> you know, we were talking about we are a charity at this point. That's so true. We're still poor folks. <laughs> if you want to help us out, it's fine. We'll open a Patreon if you'll subscribe to it. Uh, shout out to our listeners. <laughs> you want an OnlyFans on my feet? Got We're going to go ahead and move on to the next thing there, Sean. <laughs> Fill us uh, in so on Landry, the next uh, show. It's coming out. Uh, the next show that will be um, that was announced, which I'm very excited for, is called Paradise Lost, and this is going to be a Game of Thrones style show, which means it's going to be everything's gray tone, and it's going to take place in medieval times. <laughs> Basically, is what gray, Game of Thrones is, um, where it's about um, Themyscira, Paradise Island, uh, where oh. the Amazonians live, uh, and it's going to be about before Diana is born. So this is before her time, and it's going to see like them kind of building what paradise island we see when wonder woman's alive and like the the kind of dealing with the outside world before they cut themselves off maybe and then the the uh the politics of this island you know nation that's just kind of just starting out so uh, i'm i'm curious i i would love to see it's going to be a um obviously really great female cast with the amazonians uh but i'm excited to see like are they going to like mow down like just like armies like do i get to see that is that what we're talking about because i'm 100 percent down to see amazonians just whoop ass for like a season so if it's on hbo max you can very well damn guarantee that it's going to be a bloodbath and it's going to be crazy uh so i'm, yeah. I'm sold because the amazonians like you said they're man they're badass characters and we got a snippet of that from zach, uh, zach snyder's films but i'd love to see like a full-blown eight episode of just pure power yeah, and we got craziness a of it and obviously wonder woman is like six levels above most amazonians because of her her blood um but they still are like the most like dangerous army next to atlanteans i think those are the top you know well-formed armies in in the dc world so yeah to see how they built this society how they you know navigated that originally are gods going to appear because clearly that's a huge part of the 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 mythology so like that would be interesting to see kind of brought in as well so i'm definitely excited to see uh it the only thing i'm worried about is that you have a lot of fantasy fantasy shows like it is it took a while for tv shows to realize you have a huge library of fantasy books that you can pilfer and so we have things like wheel of time Mm-hmm. House of Dragon. Yep. Rings of Power. We have fantasy. So like I'm not saying that they this doesn't is going to be like them. Or it's going to be you just need to differentiate yourself in some way to make me go I would pick you on a Sunday night over watching House of Dragon. I'll watch House of Dragon later on. Right. I I guarantee you with the marketing they're going to bank on using Wonder Woman's like name and legacy to push it for sure. Oh, absolutely. That's how they really get the audience. To see who they cast, right? Like this will be really fun to watch. Um, you also there are also now multiple Wonder Woman, so like you could bring in a Wonder Woman from you know eight hundred whenever. Like Wonder Woman is a title for the best warriors, basically. So there's like uh, Nubia. There's one in South America. I forget what her like Yara. Uh, she is uh, I think one as well. There's like four for Wonder Woman now. So, but the one we're most used to is Diana Prince. So that's yeah, Diana Prince from paradise Island, uh, the apparently Amazonians had like a belt. And so when they all like there, there's pockets of Amazonians, it's not just paradise Island. So anyway, that's comic book stuff. So yeah, but it could, it could also come into this, right? Like True. you might find out that there are 
other kingdoms of Amazons not from Paradise Island. And that would be a really interesting thing to, without bringing in the Wonder Woman we know, you could bring in a Wonder Woman, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, So that was the uh, second last show that they announced. And they have one final show, um, which is going to be Booster Gold. Yes. We're getting a Booster Gold on a Booster Gold. I don't know. He's just a funny character. Um, Like the costume is the first thing that pops into my head ever since I can remember Booster Gold. Uh, I know he's a bit of a goof, but then he's also powerful. I can't recollect a lot about the character, but I do remember him being kind of like a B grade character, almost C grade character. Yeah, Yeah, definitely down there. Um, But I can can tell you a little bit more because I know a little bit about Booster Gold. So Booster Gold is from, I think it's the 31st century. Uh, he's a quarterback and quite a talented quarterback. And uh, his dad leaves when he's very young and has a gambling addiction, gambles away the family's money and finds out Booster is in like a good spot to be like a proper QB, basically convince him to throw matches to make money because he has a gambling addiction. Um, he gets found out, gets kicked out. He's kind of stuck now in this like shitty um, you know, situation. So he decides to go to the museum of superheroes in the 31st century uh, and steal a That's bunch cool. of technology. And then he goes back into the past to use the technology to be a superhero. And so how he gets his name, this is fun. I didn't know this, but I read about this recently because they announced a show. So I'm obviously going to do some research here. Um, his name was not booster gold. That's not the nickname he gave himself in the comic books. He called himself gold star. Um, and <laughs> like the microwaves is, and the ACs in the nineties. I, I don't know, but I think it's Gold Star. I think that's what I read. And uh, he saved President Reagan because when he announced he went back in time to be a superhero, and when he um, uh, when he is asked uh, his name, he kind of fumbles a bit, and he uses he was talking about something, so Booster came up, and so he says Booster Gold, and. That is what he's announced to as the world as his superhero name is Booster Gold. And so Ronald Reagan announced him as Booster Gold? I think that's what I read earlier today. And I was just like, what? But I was just like, I didn't know that. But I always wondered, why was he called Booster Gold? But yeah, he's a. it's basically a, a show about a superhero who has imposter syndrome because he's not a superhero. He just steals a bunch of tech. That's right. Goes back that's right. in time and tries to do right. And so he's gotten up there in popularity for the 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 you know dc universe like recently he's been much more prevalent in it um but yeah i'm excited to see it like a, 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 a superhero with imposter syndrome and a and a robot friend like makes it's, a robot friend voiced by alan tudyk and i'd be like sold i'm gonna watch the shit out of this Patton oswald um but uh, yeah just like it's, it sounds incredible i'm so looking forward to that because it's going to be a comedy it's going to be a comedy and yeah. like it's going to be great um yeah i'm excited for booster gold that's my only yeah. thought. <laughs> so no, I'm sorry. I will say the um the the one thing is is that Booster Gold would be the only other project that I could see James Gunn writing himself because n- James Gunn shouldn't write all of these, nor should he be like really the leader on all of these projects. There are a few characters where I think he could handle it based on his repertoire, and Booster Gold I think lends itself very much like Peacemaker, but on um on a much higher level. So yeah, anyway, that I just wanted to add that in there. Um, but go ahead. You were saying. Uh, so as I was saying, uh, you covered TV. I covered film. Uh, I think what we need to end off with is really what's left of the DCU. Uh, and there's actually four projects that are left to kind of 
cap off the DCEU. As you said, it's not really the name that was, uh, it was a name that was given to them. Uh, so we have Shazam to start. Fury the of the Gods. Fury of the Gods. Um, so from what I know, Zachary Levi is staying. According to James Gunn, he has a plan for Zachary Levi's character as Shazam. There is a future there. So there is hope for stuff after this film. I guess just no hope for Dwayne The Rock Johnson or Black Adam. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so what are your thoughts, Sean? Um, I'm, I'm confused. Uh, nothing against Shazam. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't terrible. I, I enjoyed it. It was fine. I enjoyed Shazam. Yeah, it was fun. Like it wasn't, you know, the best superhero film I've ever seen in my life, but it nailed the character and it really set things up with this Black Adam. And then, yeah, Black Adam, we really enjoyed that. Um, but that's never going to come to pass now. But I'm still confused because Superman shows up, Man of Steel Superman shows up at the end of Shazam in the first one as like a cameo, but it's not Henry Cavill, it's just a body double. So again, you've already anchored it to, but he said when he was talking about it, he, Shazam lives in his own pocket of the DCU that's a little bit separate. And I'm like, but it's not because we talk about things and there's Absolutely. that scene at the end. So unless they explain that away, I don't really care. That's fine. They're just going to come and say, what are you talking about? That never happened. And it'll be the yeah. Mandela effect. You'll go back and look at media and none of it will exist. Stop. They'll remove it'll it from done. everything. There will they'll never be a Black Adam film. It just wouldn't even exist. So the I'm, Rock will be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you paid a large sum of money to never talk about it again. Um, no, I, I honestly, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go see it. It looks like a f- popcorn. I'm. He, here's this: the two superhero films that are coming out most in most recent is going to be Ant Man and Quantumania and Shazam: Fear of the Gods. And I can tell you, I'm more excited for Ant Man and Quantumania uh, than I am for Shazam: Fear of the Gods. But I will see both. Fair, fair. I'm also in the same boat, exact same boat as you, uh, but I enjoyed the first Shazam, so I'm kind of looking forward to the second one. Yeah. My kid really enjoys it, and it's it's kind of like a family film, right? So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, we'll see how that turns out, I guess, at the end of this phase, this final phase of the DCU. Uh, the next film up yeah. in the list is The Flash, which is getting still really good reviews. Um, James Gunn has shared that for now. From what we know, Ezra Miller uh, will continue portraying The Flash until further notice. And he said the film, his own words, is actually incredibly well done. And he's excited that it's coming out. Thoughts, Sean? Um, sure. I'm The CEO of DC is going to tell me a film is not great. Let's be real. He's, that movie could be a steaming pile of shit. And he's still going to sit there and be like, I've seen it and it's it's amazing. That's what he's getting paid for now. He's not James Gunn, the writer. He is the CEO of DC Films. Um, so yeah, I, I don't say I'm not saying it's going to be bad. I've heard a lot of really good things. I dislike Ezra Miller greatly. I think they need to separate themselves. And if you if you listen to what James Gunn said about this, uh, yes. This film, he has said, reboots the entire, it's the reset. This is the reset button. So we can uh, safely assume that Flashpoint is going to be realistically what the end result is. May not be the perfect adaptation of Flashpoint, but that's what they're doing at this point in time. I do not want to see Ezra Miller continue on as the Flash. And the one thing he said is, we support Ezra. I forget the exact quote, but he says, we support Ezra and we are there for him during his recovery. Uh, when that When he is better, uh, we will revisit this and see what is best for both parties moving forward. And that does not sound like a commitment to me. <laughs> so yeah. That is not like 
Ezra is going to be the Flash for going forward. That's that's a commitment. But this was very, yeah, he's our Flash, but we're going to see what happens in the future. I can tell you right now, at the end of that film, he's going to run through the timeline. They're going to pan up, and you're going to see Harry Styles in the Flash outfit. He is the new Flash. I mean, I'd be fine with it. I just don't like Ezra Miller. I like you can you can sell me on Harry Styles. Ezra's done his thing, and I don't like it. And I and I just need to see that be the end of. And like, I'm even cool with the Flash showing the DCU as he runs past it. Like you see what will be the new DCU, and he's like, "Wow, I would love to live there." And then he goes through the movie and goes back to the DCEU side of things. And then it's just like he's still the Flash, but he's a Flash over there. Over here is a different universe. That would be also fine. That'd be correct cool. your shit, but set yourself up to reboot the series with the new DCU. So I'm not saying it's going to be great. I'm not saying it's going to be bad. I'm going to see it because I love the flash again. I'm yeah. a DC kid. And as much as I hate Ezra Miller and I don't like his interpretation of Barry Allen, I am excited to see what Andy Muschietti is. It Muschietti? Yeah. Muschietti. Muschietti does. I mean, he's a, I feel like he's got you got Michael Keaton. Yeah. You got a Supergirl OG. and you got and you got Michael OG. Shannon is not again. So yeah. and there's cameos. There's cameos. So like I'm going to go see this because like let's end things off right. So uh yeah, I'm I'm not pumped but I'm happy it's resetting everything. Can we just acknowledge the fact that the Flash is quite possibly literally the most powerful superhero? <laughs> just putting Second. that out there quickly. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, yes. Okay. Superman <laughs> fucking fanboy. We get it. All right. Moving along. Uh, there are two more films that are going to be coming uh, to finish off the DCU. The uh, first one up is Blue Beetle, which has been shot. Yep. Uh, I personally am a fan of the character. I think it's a really cool character in general. Um, and the suit, the tech is really dope. Batman is supposed to be a part of it, from what I know, Ben Affleck. Um, but that's all I know oh, so far. I didn't know that. That's he had cameos. Yeah. So. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, what are your well, thoughts about Blue Beetle? Um, honestly, I uh, I am excited. Uh, Jaime Reyes is a really cool character. I loved him in Young Justice. I never read Blue Beetle comic books, so I can't say I'm like a diehard Blue Beetle fan. Um, you know, I, I know Ted Cord was the original Blue Beetle who didn't really have powers. He built his own technology, so he's kind of like an Iron Man in that sense without the cool suit. But then Jaime Reyes ends up finding an alien scarab that like morphs onto That's him right. and gives him like Iron Man level powers, but like alien tech. Um, and he's funny. He's a quick, quick witted. He's, you know, kind of like, honestly, kind of like a Spider-Man of DC. I know it's, you know, a weird thing to say, but like, that's what I picture him as is this is going to be the DC Spider-Man. Um, so I'm excited for it. I'm, it's cool that there's cameos connecting it, but this is apparently, this is supposed to be like, no, this is DCU. This is not, this is not connected to it. From what I heard from James Gunn, this is part of the way they're moving forward. So he's a part of the new, uh, the new what I've heard. So uh, maybe they cut Affleck's cameo if they had it, but be really interested to see where this ends up on the side of DCEU or DCU. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, and finally, <laughs> the last film on the slate is Aquaman, Aquaman 2, featuring Jason yeah. Momoa, as far as we know. Uh, and that is still yeah. supposed to be released, I believe, this uh, December, this holiday season. This holiday um, season. So I, I, I was a decent fan of the first film. It grossed really well, over a billion dollars. It was a, it was wow. a success. Uh, I think Jason Momoa really brought a, a positive light to the character of Aquaman after a long time. 
but I, yeah, I'm kind of curious for the second part. Um, but I'm also not like super excited per se. Uh, what are your thoughts? Sure. Um, I have a couple thoughts. Um, I, I like the first Aquaman. I think Jason Momoa did bring uh, a new level to the character. And I think it's because everyone made fun of Aquaman for however long, you know, since Robot Chicken was a thing. Aquaman became the butt of all jokes. And if you read the new 52 version of Aquaman, he actually addresses that in like the first comic where that's people right. think he can like talk to fish. And he's like, no. And they're like, see him <laughs> eat fish at a fish and chip store. And they're like, oh, and he's just like, just because I can control them with my mind doesn't mean you know, like we're friends. Like I don't have relationships with these sea creatures. So like, I, I enjoy that. And so bringing Momoa in kind of brought this like tough guy, uh, you know, he looks badass. So like you kind of give like a, almost like nineties with like the fisherman hook hand Aquaman that they had with the beer, just like less. That's blood. right. Um, I think that's what they were kind of going for, which, which is cool. I'm, I'm, I'm down with it. I had nothing against, uh, don't love Amber Heard as Mira. This has nothing to do with the Ham- Amber Heard and, johnny depp bullshit that happened i'm literally just not a fan of her as mira don't think she portrays the character well apparently she's in this one i've heard rumors that she could possibly be pregnant in this one and that that's going to sideline her for the movie um so she's not in it for a lot um yaya abdul mateen the second i think that's his full name yeah uh, is black manta again super cool with that loved him in the first one probably one of the best parts of the film was him and jason momoa so cool yeah i'm down with that um uh, but the thing that's interested me about this is that Jason Momoa has been really excited about the DC universe going forward. He's done a lot of videos. Why is he excited, Sean? Tell us. So, so he's, he's, well, we don't know. Technically we don't know. He's really excited with what they have planned. And he's been on video screaming how he's so excited. Um, he has been so pumped. And so the theory is, is that uh, he is getting the opportunity to play his favorite character, and the character he's always wanted to play, which was Lobo, the Zarian bounty hunter who rides a space motorcycle, who has like a scorpion-like retractable. Always has a chain, cigar. Always has a cigar, kind of like Wolverine mashed up with Superman, basically. Straight That's up. That's pretty much what Lobo is. Um, so this has been his dream character, uh, and I can see why. If you look up Lobo, if you've never seen him before, like you will be like, oh my god, that's Jason Momoa in a comic book. Um, so like I can get it, but he's, he said, this is where things get weird. Uh, Jason Momoa has also said no one else is playing Aquaman. That's his role. He's going to do it. So everyone was like, okay, so what does this mean? Like, are you Aquaman and Lobo? Like, are you going to be both? And then James Gunn comes in during his presentation and he says, Jason Momoa will not be playing two characters in the DC universe. So then we're like, oh, okay. So is he going to be just Aquaman then? And James Gunn continues by saying, Jason has always seen Aquaman as a trilogy. And the plan is for, to continue on that story and that journey. So that adds a little bit more intrigue here because that could mean Jason Momoa will get three Aquaman films as that Aquaman connected to that universe. And in then the new switch universe, to the DCU as Lobo? And then in the new universe, he will then play Lobo. Lobo's not going to be your first two chapters of your storytelling. You you have way more characters to get through. Lobo's going to be your phase three, sorry, chapter three, chapter four. But I think, I honestly think they'll like finish with the second movie because they can't have one DCU character moving along the side with DCU. You know what I mean? Uh, That'd be I ridiculous. 
I, I totally, I totally agree. But then you also have the thought of like, again, Shazam. What is that? What's going on with that? That's connected in some sure. way. The flash is also connected in some way. So there are these weird kind of like leftover. There's some, some, some strings that they need to kind of tie up here. Uh, these threads they need to finish off. There are um, no strings and, on me. Sorry. I had to. Yeah. So I'm excited because, and so, and Jason has also agreed with what DC has said. So I could see Jason. Yeah. Playing Aquaman for this movie. And then, you find out in the next chapter that there's a new Aquaman and it's not Jason yeah. Momoa. And in this universe, it's whoever else. Maybe a blonde haired dude. I was gonna say bring back the OG. Or 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 bring in a Calderon, like like bring in like a, a BIPOC actor to play him with like the bleach blonde hair from like Young Justice. Again, totally cool with that as well. It doesn't have to be Arthur Curry if we don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, so whatever they do, I'm excited to see I would rather see Jason Momoa as Lola, to be completely honest. Uh, same here dude would, that's why i was excited yeah. for you to bring it up because he just yeah. like exudes lobo like it's, that's his yeah. lifestyle paul drogo was medieval lobo <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly he, he even had the eye makeup and everything uh, yeah everything so i'm i'm excited to watch it because i do want to see the the sequel to aquaman i think aquaman was one of the stronger offerings from dc it's james Wan. is it james one again i think he's, james one yeah he's doing the second one so love james Wan's stuff i mean He's done some really great films. If you're like into summer visual guru, movies. man. Yeah. Visual, yeah. And like, and, and Atlantis was cool. There's these, um, the, the P the, one of the creatures. Cause I forget it's Aquaman. Something is it deep, something in the deep yeah. not rolling in the deep. I forget what it's called. Um, yeah. there are these creatures and I forget what they're called, but they were in the new 52 and they're like, kind of like piranha people, um, monsters. They were so cool looking in the movie. Yeah, and so that's going to play into this. So there's going to be a little fear aspect because he's going to the bottom of the ocean where it's like pitch black. Like there's going to be some cool moments in this film. So I'm I'm more excited to see. So if I had to rate the last DCU films in terms of what I'm excited to see most, I would say I'm excited to see the Flash the most because I just want to see what it's going to do, not because I think it's going to be the best. I would then say uh, Aquaman two, Blue Beetle. Uh, and then followed by Shazam. Shazam would be my least excited film this year. Why for... are you such a hater of Zachary Levi? What's your issue with I him? love Zachary Levi. Um, oh my God. Chuck was one of my favorite shows growing up where he's a super spy who works at like a Best Buy. Like one of the best sitcoms. If you haven't watched Chuck, like you need to go watch Chuck. He is incredible in it. I'm doing I everything to convince us, Sean. I get it. It's fine. Uh, no, I get it. I get it. Man, Shazam might not just be the first film on the list for sure. Uh, yeah, thank you for sharing your thoughts around Aquaman. I appreciate that, man. And I think mine are very much in line with yours. Uh, I want to see it finished, and hopefully they don't have to drag it into a third film, but we'll see how it goes. So look, oh, Sean, I, I think know. we covered pretty much everything for the folks listening. That's all so you this need to know, was, folks. That's, yeah, that's everything. That's it. So we covered films in the DCU lineup, TV, and what's left. And hopefully the next uh, five years, at least till 2025, let's see how things shake out. And I'm sure Sean and I will be discussing a lot of the progress in these films as they move along. Come up soon. Casting is going to be discussed here if you want to know more about casting. We're going to be talking a lot about... Yeah, for sure. Uh, before we sign off today, Sean, I'm going to throw it to you to take us through what might be coming next week. Um, yeah, so if you could do that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, we are going to be having, um, we've decided, uh, we've had a long discussion together. And as long. much as the fans wanted long discussion, much as the fans have wanted us to, uh, or listeners, I shouldn't say fans, listeners, um, have wanted us to tack on Last of Us reviews to our regular scheduled content. We just don't think that we can do 
that and whatever else we're talking about that week, Justice. Uh, especially this last week when we were doing double review, uh, it was uh, definitely a different format that we weren't kind of used to. And we want to make sure that our content is, uh, you know, what you expect when you listen to us mm-hmm. yammer on with each other. So uh, we are going to be doing two separate yammer episodes. On. So you're going to be getting, yeah, yammer on, just jib jabber. Um, we're going to be doing two <laughs> episodes a week. Basically, uh, we're going to do a Last of Us review. It's going to be a small episode, probably about a half hour. Uh, just keeping it really just about The Last of Us, what our thoughts are, uh, what happened, a recap. And so it's going to be spoiler full. So I'm warning you now, if you start to listen to our Last of Us podcast, I'm not going to continue to say spoiler free. I will not spoil the games, but I will spoil the TV show. So watch the episode first. Um, and then we're going to do a regular episode where you get to hear about nerd news and reviews of films and video games. You know, Harry Potter uh, Legacy is coming up and I'm going to play that and I'm going to want to talk about it. So we're going to talk about other things during our regular hour long podcast. So these will be dropping um, twice a week, one on Tuesday Correct. to follow up the last of us. Uh, so you can w- listen to it after you've had mon- Sunday and Monday people. You have two days to watch this before you listen to us. Uh, that's and right. then Thursday, which is right. going <laughs> to have the regular episode. So um, going forward, that's what you can expect. And next week, our uh, other than reviewing episode four for the last of us uh, in a separate episode, we are going to be talking about, the Oscars uh, controversy. What's been going on with that? Um, who's nominated? Who do we think is going to win based on what we've seen? Um, yeah. You know, maybe take some educated guesses and come back here after the Oscars air and and see if we got any of our guesses right. We're going to be discussing this in channel as well. So um, in channel, oh my god, uh, in the on Instagram and and all of our other social medias. Uh, so yeah, chat with us about that. Let us know your thoughts on the Oscars and, um, join us again next week when we have two, two episodes, just like this week, this is a two episode week. That's a two episode week. So for the folks listening to this, you already have another episode to listen to prior to, which is the episode around the last of us and the menu. So make sure you tune into both. Uh, thank you, Sean, for bringing that up. I'm looking forward to the next episode about the Oscars. Like I said, there's always controversy when it comes to the Oscars. So let's see what happens this year. Maybe somebody will get punched. Maybe somebody will get a rock bottom like we talked about last time. We'll see what goes down. Um, anything else you want to share, Sean, before we uh, call it a call? No. Uh, you know, if you haven't already, like, subscribe, drop us a review. Uh, listen to the last yes. episode with the last of us in the menu. Listen to that first. If you're already here, you've already messed up. <laughs> so you should go back. <laughs> And listen to that right away because that should have been listened to first. Uh, I just want to let you know that's from the bottom of my heart. Um, that's true. Otherwise, uh, thanks for joining us and listening to us talk about the DC universe that have just been unveiled. Yeah. Thank you to our listeners. Please, 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 if you could share, the more we get out there, the better with the algorithm, the more content we can deliver for you folks. Uh, so thank you again. Thank you for tuning in. This is ONB saying peace. Have a good evening. Peace.